your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan is in the house. And on today's episode, we got some bones to pick, maybe, with uh, the NHL and uh, some all-star selections. One in particular, obviously, that affect the Colorado Avalanche. We will talk about this weekend, the Avalanche two games coming up with Arizona. So we'll kind of talk about that. And in particular, a player in Jacob Chikrin who has been on the market. Is this something the Avalanche should look at? We'll talk about that. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. So the all-star players were announced for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is in and Kale McCarr is in. We knew McKinnon would be because we we knew he was leading the voting for the captaincy for the Central Division. So we kind of knew that was a given. We kind of assumed Kale McCarr was going to be in. And this is the problem, having a a team with a a lot of talent and a lot of guys who are having good seasons. You just can't load up uh, with one team. So the Avalanche get those two in. And right now, that's it. Um, Nazem Kadri is not. That doesn't mean he can't. He is up for the the vote in for the, the fan vote to get that 11th player. And if you are not voting, you can go to the NHL website, vote up to 10 times a day, every day. So uh, get on that. And we'll talk about who he's up against in a second. But yeah, Kyle is the Nazem Kadri man. And and. We'll talk about it, but it, it, was it just the the unluck of the draw, I guess? He, like You can't fit every Avalanche player in here. Should he have been in? And according to Avalanche players, the only one that he would have been in over is Kale McCarr. And are you really going to put him in over Kale McCarr? I don't know. I mean, that, that that's a conversation to be had, but what's your take on this right now? Well, this is one of those situations that, Sure, it's nice to be an Avalanche fan. You have Bednar coaching the All-Star squad. You have Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. You can't have the All-Star team be the Avalanche. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to go down to statistically, like Nas is up there. I mean, he's he's been doing the work this year. Yes, Kale McCarr does great things at great times and is trendy and viral and the new up-and-coming name, which some could argue is good for the sport and good for the All-Star game and good for – that's who people want to see. Everybody knows who Nas is, and if he made it, everybody would understand. But I think it's one of those situations people want to see Kale McCarr, right? More than they see, and it's it's voting based. Like he's still got that option. And by the way, it's very easy to do if you're on the fence. Join me literally every day until my birthday, and let's vote Nas in as the eleventh man. I haven't voted so hard since Ruben stuttered in American <laughs> Idol, but <laughs> like it's super easy to do. But I mean. It'd be nice for him to get in, but it's understandable that he's not. And one more point. Uh, I saw today Pierre Lebrun. I forgot all about this completely. 
that uh, hockey ops go to each general manager about these all-star selections to check in on them because there's a one-game suspension if you say, I'm not playing in the all-star game. Right. So I forgot about that rule entirely. So that's also something in there. Maybe Nas gets away scot-free. I mean... He's he's getting up there in age, so why not take it off a little bit? I I could see that, but I could also see him wanting to stick this to the NHL. Oh you yeah, know, for for what they they did to him in the suspension last year, I think he wants to go. John Scott, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and, and this this begs the question, and you know, this is something we talked about. Like, mm-hmm. who should go to an All Star game? Mm-hmm. Is it the All Stars? Is it Cam McCarr, Nathan McKinnon? You know. Uh, Connor McDavid, stuff like that. Or should guys that just are having a, a incredible season like Nazem Kadri be rewarded with that? Yeah. And that is a great conversation to have. And you can go on either side of it. I think, you know, if you're having a season like Nazem Kadri is, he's not just having the, a, a above average season for him. He's at the top of the league, the top yeah. of the league. So I think for that, you have to recognize that. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, and and I put it up on on Twitter, and people are kind of, you know, putting their own uh, take on things. But for the the team that the Central has right now, and I can't, I don't want to get into well, if you replace this guy with this guy, then you can slot Nas in here. I can't do that because I can't remove move all these guys around. Based on the ten guys that are in the Central right now, the only way Kadri can get in is if if he replaces uh, Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota. So that's the question I put out. Is Kadri more deserving right now of being a shoe-in, not a vote-in, a shoe-in over Kaprizov? And not taking anything away from Kaprizov because he is he is a star. Yeah. I think for this year, you can make that argument for, for Nazem Kadri to be in there right now, giving the Avs three guys and you wouldn't even need to vote him in. Yeah. It, 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 then you walk into that conversation, which I'm kind of behind. Like, if you had an all-star game where it's Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid, McKinnon, like, you have all those names in there, that's great and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost, I've been watching hockey for so long. I would love a game with Zegers, Raymond, Kaprizov, Bakar, like those young guns. Like, let's go at it. Like, we all mm-hmm. pile around the uh, the World Juniors, and like the Olympic Games, we like watching that youth. Like, why spend time in an all-star game like touting like Sidney Crosby for one more, one more last time? Ovechkin, I mean, he's still performing at a high level, but like, why not like turn it over to the young kids? I mean, this is the first time with ESPN and TNT. Let the new hot names get out there. Like, if Zegers gets on a national stage, because I mean he's got the disadvantage of being a West Coast team. Like nobody stays up to watch yeah. Ducks games. Like give them a <laughs> give them the spotlight. Well, I don't know if uh, the NBA still does it. Didn't they do something like that? I mean, it wasn't the All Star game, but it was like rookies versus sophomores yeah. or something like that. It's like a um, rookie challenge or something. Something I don't know what it was. Uh, and, and I don't think the NHL does anything. I, I don't pay attention to the All Star game. I, I pay attention who is awarded as an All Star. I hate all-star games. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of them. They just disrupt the season. I would much rather play the whole season and then at the end of the year say you were an all-star and then just you know give them a nice award. And I don't need a game. I just think they're boring. I think after your fifth year in the league, 
fifth year NHL service, you're exempt. You're old enough where you can just sit at home and just keep this a fresh young game. Yeah. Like, but like, again, like people want to see Ovechkin and and Cross. Like they want to see those guys and they want to see them in this setting. So you, you could pull that up on ESPN Plus anytime you want nowadays. Like it's true. Yeah, not everybody gets the chance to watch Zegras and stay up late and watch those or dive and watch the sharks and the red wings for the hundredth yeah. time i mean i could uh, i'm not against doing that as something separate yeah um, true but, but should it replace the all-star game then I, I can't go that far um but like we said um kadri is up for the the 11th man in through fan voting and here's who he's up against in the central division phil kessel who i would say you know, no Seth Jones, who I would say no. Uh, Jason Robertson from Dallas Stars, I would say no. Uh, Ryan Hartman, he's having a very good season, but is he having the season up to what Nazem Kadri is doing? I would say no. Roman Yossi, uh, and that's a difficult one because he's a defenseman, obviously. Well, so is Seth mm-hmm. Jones, but um, Roman Yossi is is a, a name. He is a yeah. big name. He's not going to have the stats Kadri does, but um, just from name recognition, I think Yossi's going to be his biggest uh, competition. You have Robert Thomas having a good year. Again, not to Kadri level. And Mark Shifley, who is having an okay season. Um, and he is another name recognition guy. Mm-hmm. So I think Kadri's biggest competition here by far is Roman Yossi. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. So uh, get out there. Vote for him 10 times a day. Um, he's getting 20 a day from us right here. So, you betcha. uh, and I think Kyle is going to create maybe a few extra accounts. <laughs> I don't know if that's legal. Maybe skew the voting. My birth name, my nickname, the options yeah. are endless. Yeah. I think, I think you finally signed your son up for an email address. His first one, at- <laughs> my daughter, everyone at school, yeah, everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't know. And again, it's, it's fan service. It's fun. It's an all-star game. Um, you, you, no guys like McCarr and McKinnon are going to have plenty of them. Uh, Kadri might not. He yeah. might not. And to reward him for the season that he's having right now, I think is is something that is deserving for him. So absolutely, good luck to him. All right, let's hear from Built Bar, and then we'll get into some Avalanche, Arizona Coyotes talk. And I think we'll start with uh, Jacob Chikrin and maybe some some trade bait out there, maybe for the apps. All right, but first. Built Bar. And you know Built Bar and you love it. And it's the new year. And what are we on? January 14th. So is your New Year's resolution still intact? Was it about getting fit or eating healthier? And if it was, then make Built Bar part of that plan. It's the protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar and probably even better than a candy bar. And it makes it easier to stick to that resolution because it tastes so darn good. And it doesn't taste chalky, it doesn't taste waxy. Or like a chemical spill. Yeah, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets boring. Right around now, you might be thinking, I can't do it anymore. I need some chocolate. Well, you're in luck because Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Most bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, with 17 grams of protein. Compared to a regular candy bar, which could have upwards of 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and the carbs are off the charts. So go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 
and get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Arizona Coyotes, we know they are in massive rebuild mode, just selling off everything that they can. I think it, the seats aren't bolted down in the uh, <laughs> arena that they're getting kicked out of. Uh, they would probably sell those to make a buck um, or trade it for a draft pick, maybe. I haven't seen that mascot in a while either. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. Um, they, I, I think the one guy, the one guy, that everybody said they're not going to put him on the market was Jacob Chikrin. Young star defenseman, only 23 years old, a really good cap number at 4.6 that you have for another four years, including this year. So you got three years after this season is over. Uh, and he he's a, he's a budding star on the mm-hmm. defensive end. And then they came out a little while ago and said, no, he is available too, but it's, it's, um, I mean, kind of a king's ransom to get him. I think it was a high prospect, a high player and a first rounder for him. Mm. So, I I think I don't know if they're going to get all three of those. Maybe a combination of two of them might suffice because and maybe even do without the first round pick, which I know, and the only reason I say that is because they have four of them in the yeah. next year. They have three of them in this next draft. Exactly. Three first round picks, four second round picks. You know, that's seven yeah. picks in two rounds is crazy. There's no way they're keeping that many. So they're going to trade a lot of those. Not a lot of them. A few of them, I'm sure. Could they package a couple of those second round picks and get another first round pick and have four first round picks? It's always possible. I mean, the NHL world is their oyster right now when it comes to the draft because they, they are just loaded. So could, and one of those first round picks is the avalanche mm-hmm. when, they, when they traded for Darcy Kemper. Could the avalanche be in on this or should the avalanche be in on this? And when you hear, when you look things up on who, who could be in and who is available, you don't hear the avalanche, which is surprising because it seems like the avalanche are always in on the big name. Uh, but you're hearing the blues, you're hearing the blues, you're hearing the Kings and you're not hearing anything avalanche. I'm surprised at that. And I'll explain why in a minute, but I want to just get your, your thoughts on, on this whole situation with him. I think, I think we're sitting on what? 10 million free in the cap. Who uh, right now? Yes. We got nothing in the cap. No, 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 no. We, we, I mean, some is, is, uh, when you have like, Who's in our injured reserve right now? McDonald is. I mean, we are right up against the cap. Because mm, Chikrin, yes, he's got high upside. He's a wonderful talent. It's not having the greatest of years in Arizona this year, but who is really um, other than Phil Kessel? Um, again, this is one of those that the Avalanche are – first in the Western Conference in points percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look that way on the standings, but look at the points percentage because that's what matters. Um, do we want to gamble on Jacob Chikrin on the defense? Yeah. yeah. I don't think and, it's a gamble. But I'm saying, do you want to mess up the decor that's been kind of problematic, but right. they know how to work with each other 
with where you're sitting right now in the Western Conference, yeah, do you want to make a move on that back end and put in somebody new who has to learn this up tempo? You got to drop it back to Nathan McKinnon, or he's going to yell at you. <laughs> like, do you really uh, want to teach somebody about 35, 40 games in a season? Hey, yeah, this is uh, this is how it goes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'd be willing to take that risk. With I think he could learn it pretty relatively quickly, and. You know, here's the other thing I think about. We're, we're all expecting Bo Byram to not be back for a while. That's true. You know what I mean? And 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 rightly so. You know, he shouldn't be back for a while. So is there anybody that you have right now that can replace him? I mean, he's a he's a top four pairing. No, I don't think so. No, nobody that can that will you can just slot in and say, like, we're not losing anything. I think you could do that. With Chikrin, I, I I really do. I think you know, and I love his cap number. Mm-hmm. And so so, here's my offer. Here's my offer. The first round pick, uh, you know what? It, it, that's that's for next. They w- it would have to be for next year because you already have ours for this year. That would be for next year. Fine, I'll give you my first round pick. And it, it, I, I, and again, this is like Shark Tank. I'm giving you everything that you want right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, coming it, with a counter offer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> if, if, if I'm going to give you everything you want, fine. You get the first round pick, which in, in a couple ways I'm okay with because the Avalanche, mm-hmm. they're, they're set for a little while. It's always nice having a first round pick. I'm not saying, you know, I just want to willingly give them away. And you wouldn't have a first round pick for the next two years. So I'll give you the first round pick. You want a high-end prospect? I'll give you. I mean, what's a high-end prospect? Is it someone that's that's touched NHL ice or no? I you know I'm not going to give you both. I don't think I should have to give you uh, one of our high-end players and uh, a a prospect who's you know been on NHL ice. So I'll give you Shane Bowers. Ooh! I'll give you Shane Bowers. I'll give you my first round pick. And you want to know who I'm going to give you as a player? Do you want to take a guess? Given it's Berkey, I am going to give you Andre Burakovsky because he is a unrestricted free agent. Are here? Forget about the trade. Forget about chicken right now. Are you signing Andre Burakovsky next season in the offseason? No, probably not then go get something for him. And what you're getting in return is a, like I said, a budding star on the defensive end that you have signed for three years after this. And his cap number is $300,000 less than Burakovsky. The cap doesn't even come into play with that deal. What did you say uh, Chikrin's cap hit was? 4.6. Hmm. And Burakovsky's is 4.9. And I like Andre Burakovsky. Like you have to give something up. You know what I mean? Like when, when we did that show with the the Chicago guy who wanted to give, yeah. give us Patrick Kane and take our whole team, basically. Like I, I you can't do that. You're gonna have to give up something you don't want to give up. And do I want to give up Burakovsky? Not necessarily, because if you you know if, if if he gets hot in the playoffs, he can take you far. But we've seen his up and down nature. Um, and I think it's kind of driving him out of Colorado to the effect of they're not going to try to resign him for next year. So why wouldn't you try to get something? And like I said, and what you're getting in return, not only is a very good young defenseman, but you have a little bit of term on him 
because you got him for three more years after this year. And you don't know what's going on with Bowen Byram either. Solves a good amount of problems, in my opinion. Why are um, – to throw it back at this, I like your deal. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sign me up, Joe Sackett. Can we take Gothis Bear, who's a four-and-a-half cap hit? Along with Chickering? No. <laughs> like, I include him in the deal? Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing that deal for, for Gothis Bear, but – I would I will take Sean Shane Goss's period. He is my boy. Shane, he's at a four and a half. Yeah, and uh, we could get, we could do Baron Berkey and the pick for Gothis Bear. No, 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 no. I can't. No, I wouldn't do that for Gothis Bear. He's good. He's not. He's not. I I feel like it's level. the only reason I present that it's a little bit less of a gamble because you're you're turning a key on Chicker and you're hoping. That this is something that's going to pay off. You know what Gothis Bear can and cannot do, and I think yes. it could translate. And the little bit of a pricier prospect for just a little bit cheaper on uh, what you're getting, and Gothis Bear is performing infinitely. Well, infinitely is kind of strong, but he's performing a lot better than Chikrin is to this point with Arizona. So, number wise, I mean. Yeah, he's he's making, but it's it's not that much of it. He's making four point five, and Chicken's making four point six. So yeah, you're looking. You're not really looking at the the cap amount because that's technically the same. Uh, you're looking at production. I know, like when you look at what Chicken's done for this year so far, it's like next to nothing. Um, he's and the other thing is he is hurt right now. He's mm-hmm. not playing. Um. Does that bother me? Not so much, again, because I think he'll come back and he'll be okay. And it's not like he's a rental. You're not just picking him up for this year to finish out the season and hope he stays healthy. If he can't stay healthy, then, I mean, it's a little bit of a a mistake, but you have him for the following three years. And Gossett Spear is only signed uh, next year he is signed. And after that, he's an unrestricted because he will be 29 years old. So you have someone that's five years younger in Chikrin and who is kind of projected to, to be a top defenseman in this league going forward, man. I just I think it'd be something that works well because we're pushing for the cup this year. Yeah. And with Nathan McKinnon's contract going the way it is, we have to make one of those Ray Bort, Theo Fleury moves possibly this year to capitalize on what we have going with this Avalanche squad as it is. Mm-hmm. Because next year and the year after, it might not look the same. So if we're going to catch that cup, it's got to be now. It's not going to look the same. Because yeah. when you look at the Avs forwards, uh, we talked about it before. The, there's only like, well, I can show you or tell you right now. The only forwards that are signed next year, Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon, Comfer, Comfer sorry, uh, Tyson Jost, Alex Newhook, and Logan O'Connor. You are you have Burkowski as a unrestricted, Kadri as an unrestricted, Nachuskin as an unrestricted, Abe Kubel is restricted with arbitration, and Helm is unrestricted. You got a lot of contracts coming off the books. Yeah. So uh I don't know. I I, I love Shane Gossespierre. You know that, like uh, from my hometown. Yeah. A little Schenectady, New York, Union College winning the uh the national yeah. championship. That's that's my man. I've always wanted to see him in an avalanche uh, uniform, but uh, when you got someone like Chickren available, I think I go after him. 
it's just just my thing. Would it, would I be okay with with Casas beer? Yeah, but I, I things are a little bit different. I don't know if I'd give up Baron. Uh, I wouldn't give up Baron and Burakovsky. No way. Not not for Shane Goss's beer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. So there you have it. Um, when that deal gets made, I will no longer be part of the Lockdown Avalanche <laughs> podcast, and I'll be working at the front office for the Colorado Avalanche. So, <laughs> all right, uh, running a little long in this segment. So let's get to Bet Online, and then kind of uh, quickly talk about the weekend's games. So Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, like Buzz Lightyear. So Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sport the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, a new updated desktop and mobile website. When you sign up today, you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. That is betonline.ag. Avalanche with a back-to-back, home and home against the Arizona Coyotes, who obviously we were just talking about. And uh, never sleep. You know, we talk about parity in the league all the time and how the Avalanche struggled with uh, the Kraken. They got past them. The the Coyotes, you know, have been bottom dwelling the entire season, which we expected them to be. They just beat Toronto, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, but that that is a bad win. Like, I know parity is a thing, yeah. Uh, but when you have one of the top five teams in the league going against one of the bottom two teams in the league, that should be a win every time, and it wasn't. So, I mean, does that? boost the confidence of Arizona it should it doesn't mean they're all of a sudden like this <laughs> knockout team but uh they have confidence they hey we beat that team now another top five team is coming in and we got to play them twice so let's give them all we got where do you think this goes obviously the avalanche coming off of the overtime uh game against the predators with the call and everything we got to move on from that do you think the Avalanche take that as motivation and just throw the hammer down against Arizona? The Avalanche should take this as motivation and see this back-to-back as, I mean, let's hang two touchdowns this weekend. I mean, that it's nice. yeah. the perfect situation for that to get back on track and really get things rolling. I mean, we were talking about Buffalo at the beginning of the year. They were winning like, nine or ten in a row. Like, they were looking good at the beginning of the year, and they went back to normal. Like, mm-hmm. fluke games happen. They beat Toronto. We did, too. Um, so we could easily we could easily thump the Yotes where they belong, down in the bottom of the league. And this is where we start to get our swagger back just a little bit because I feel like the Avalanche are kind of still looking like or being con- portrayed as one of those teams on the outside looking in. But when you look at us statistically and – like compared to the what rest of the teams in the conference, we are the at top notch standard, yeah. and it's about time we start playing like it. Well, they, and I think they have been overall. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. going to have a, a letdown every once in a while. I don't feel like the Avalanche have had that. You know, they're they're in almost every single game that they're playing, uh, but I think they're maybe not getting like the quote unquote love because you know going into the season everybody was just like, this team is going to run away with everything. And because they got off to that kind of, you know, lukewarm start and they're not 
10 points up on the rest of the league. People are, are I don't want to say they've soured on them, but um, they, they're not where I think a lot of the pundits and the, the you know talking heads have thought that they would be. They're there. They're at mm-hmm. the top, but they're not head and shoulders above them. So I think maybe that's why. I don't know. But because um, I, I wanted to look up the overall, I believe the Coyotes have gotten out of the complete bait. They have. They they uh they are thirty one right now and the Montreal Canadiens are thirty two. Uh, Coyotes have nineteen points while the Canadians have eighteen. So they've gotten out of the basement with that win over Toronto. Back to back, we're gonna see both goalies. Who starts the first one? Who starts the second one? Um, first one is in Colorado. Second one is in Arizona. First one's got to be Frankie. Darcy's got to start in Arizona. It's him going back. He's got to be there in Arizona. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I could see it going either way. I, I just I feel like they're going to put Darcy in the first game. I I've, mm-hmm. I could see why they would do it that way as a return to where he's used to playing, where he used to play. I don't think, yeah, like. The coaching staff cares about that. I don't think they care that he's returning back. For us, it'd be a nice story, and yeah. for the Coyotes, it'd be a nice story. And maybe they do play him, but I don't think if they play him in the second game, I don't think it's going to be for that reason. Um, I think they play him now because he's had some time off. You know, you got you got two days in a row off. Um, get him back out there because you play Friday, Saturday. Obviously, you're off Sunday, and you're right back out there Monday, so against Minnesota. So have him play Friday. You get two days off, take the weekend off, and then you're back Monday against a division rival at home. That makes sense. Yeah, so um, that's how I'd play it. But they, they yeah, I, I think you're going to see uh, an Avalanche team really come out, and especially the first game because it's at home. They always play well at home. I was, it's got to go yeah. to 13, 13 in a row at home. I yeah, mean, they I have 12 so. right now. If they win, it's 13 in a row. Keep that winning streak going get back in the win column and uh, yeah, keep the train rolling. So that'll be it. Everybody Uh, another week in the books. So Kyle and I will return on Monday to talk about those two Colorado avalanche, Arizona coyote games on Monday. So hopefully we can talk about four points. That'd be great. Let's do it. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Head over to Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up on everything around the league. I'm sure they're going to be talking about uh, some snubs. You know, you know who else got snubbed? Brad Marchand got snubbed. Ooh. He didn't make it. I'm sure he's in the voting for the 11th, obviously, but yeah, he didn't make it into the he deserves that. Al- he deserves that vote. As much as I dislike that man, I mean, I dislike him because he's good. Well, yeah. I dislike him because he has a terrible attitude he's good Uh, at what he does he is he really is so um all right that'll wrap it up and we'll see everybody on monday he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli and this is the locked on avalanche podcast we'll see you guys on monday go abs go